Welcome to Leadership Legacy Radio, where, where you inspire you to live your dreams, and encourage you to take massive action, and be your authentic and genuine self. We, we focus on three pillars. That's empowering youth, equipping leaders, and enriching marriages so that you can go out and dominate your space. If you're ready to dominate, you're listening to the right show. This is the Leadership Legacy Radio. going on hey are we live are we live i think so let's see you want to check it out on your facebook page checking it out checking it out make, make sure, sure the we volume is down how are you guys doing tonight if you are viewing this please let us know where you're checking in from and also drop your favorite emoji Let us right. know what's your favorite emoji tonight. What's your favorite emoji, Chris? You switching it up on them? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Let's connect. I like that one. All right. Yep. Favorite emoji. Let's connect. Favorite emoji. Mm. Right. All right. All right. That's a good one. So today, um, this live is brought to you by Leadership Legacy. We like we like Sharita said. Let us know where you're checking in from. And today we're going to be focused on leadership. So um, as we've always um, kind of like, you know, talked about different topics, what we're trying to do now is just be very intentional about what we're talking about. So you guys can kind of know, um, hey, you know, maybe I wanted to come back and and, you know, come back to this leadership lesson um, or this marriage lesson or this youth empowerment lesson that way you're, you're able to kind of like, you know, maybe file these in. In, in different areas so that you can go back and, you know, watch them and kind of go, oh, man, that was good. So, um, you know, we hey, I know we do. Hey, mom, I know that we do. We go back and we listen to them. We're trying to see what what can we learn? How can we get better from from even the things that we teach? You know, how can we get better and how can we better serve you guys moving forward? You know, was there something that we missed, some better example that we could have gave you to help with that? So today, the focus is leadership. Um, one of the things that we um, truly enjoy to learn about, truly enjoy talking about, and truly enjoy seeing in action. Yes. So, um, Sharita, this is one of your uh, favorite topics. I'm telling you, I'm super excited as me and Christian have been reading and studying on what we're going to be talking about tonight it has definitely just got me super fired up as you know christian and i have a passion for just leadership inspiring leaders and one of the the great things is that you know serving in the military you get to see you know leaders you get to see you know different kinds of leaders and i mean from all over the all over the world and we have both been fortunate enough to have had some amazing supervisors. So this topic here um, is one of those things where we have been just kind of intentional about just learning about, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's exciting to grow. Mm -hmm. It's exciting to, to, to learn how to, how to deal with situations like this. And it's interesting because mo most oftentimes we've had people come to us about, this area mm -hmm. um so just learning and reading and you know finding out different different things to help in this area and it's it's talking about um the frustration that comes with uh 
dealing with different kinds of leaders, of right? Ineffective leaders. Ineffective and, leaders. You know, before we go into ineffective leaders, one of the things that that it is important that you realize is that, um, you know, leadership leadership is is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I realize is whether you're in a position or not, you are leading. This can be in your home. This can be in the playground. Absolutely. This can be, you know, in the supermarket. Somebody is always watching. Something is always going on. And that is one of the things. Um, hey, Denise. Hey, Jessica. Um, thank you for checking in. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we learned is that, you know, if you learn how to, to one, operate in your gifts, and then, two, be true to who you are, um, you are going to lead in some form and capacity. You don't need a position. You don't need a title to lead. Wow. Um, unfortunately, our society has gotten to the point where they think that if you're a CEO, you're a leader. That is not the case. Why, if that was the case, why are so many people getting fired? You know, um, you know why, why is it that certain organizations struggle? Why is it that certain people um, that could that have this amazing potential don't achieve what they, their hearts desire. Mm-hmm. And it's because of a lack of leadership. So there's two things that I would attribute to anybody that's successful. Leadership and personal growth mm-hmm. are two of the contributing factors to success. Absolutely. So let's jump right into to ineffective leadership. Ineffective leadership. Let's jump right into it. And as we talk about this, I definitely encourage you to keep an open mind. We're just going over a few, just a very, very small portion of this topic. We're just touching on a few different kinds of ineffective leaders and a few different ways to um, to deal with that kind of situation. If you're ever put in that kind of situation with being under an ineffective leader. So I want to encourage you, first of all, to have to have an open mind because this topic right here, uh, how we've been, you know, dealing with this topic in in your own personal life, you may not agree with, man, this is how you do it. But I, I, I encourage you to give it a try because it's helped me personally, you know, with dealing with, you know, different situations. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. And that's why, why we wanted to talk about the subject. Um, we're not going to dance around or, you know, like, piddle paddle around tough subjects. This is one of those hard subjects that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you don't address it, this could be a factor whether you're successful or not, whether you quit a job or not, mm-hmm. whether you move forward or not. Yep. So dealing with ineffective leadership is critical. Yes, it is so, so important to, you know, exactly like you said, just have that open mind because it's one of those things where, just like you said, you, you may want to, you may want to quit. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to, to, to put in the work to yeah. get past this situation and work through it and do some of the things that we're going to talk about today, then it may be best for you to step back. And are you willing to do that? Are you in a situation where you can do that? Can I quit my job because I'm dealing with a bad leader? Yeah. Can, you know, can I afford to quit my job? I got to go find another job. Or if you're like Chris um, and you're in, the, you're in the military, you can't quit your job. You can't, you really can't do much about that. You know, so what do you do in situations where you have bad or ineffective leadership? And this is super important. So the first kind of ineffective leader we're going to talk about is the visionless leader. So you're working in an organization and this person has 
no vision mm-hmm. about where we want to go. And this is so important no matter where you work at. You can be working as a janitor, you can be working in a you know billion dollar organization and it's important to have a vision for that organization and no matter where you are in that organization it's important that you know the vision for that organization so if you're working for a leader that has no vision it's gonna be a struggle it's gonna be a struggle you can tell when somebody doesn't have vision absolutely so when you don't have vision what tends to happen is people people tend to lose energy they tend to lose focus Mm -hmm. because they don't know where they're going they don't have a purpose. They don't have a direction. Yeah. So um, I, I, I want to share a story with you guys. So back in back in the 1980s, um, there was um, a, they call them the, the Big Ten, and they were the Big Ten airlines, right? So you know you know your Deltas, you know your American, you know your Southwest, mm-hmm. and all the big airlines. So there was ten, and one of them was Continental. However, at the time, Continental was struggling, and what ended up happening is the CEO. At the time of Continental, he they were they were in 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 the bottom of the barrel. They were they were at the bottom of the top ten, and so what ended up happening is he wanted to know why is it that they were struggling. Well, the problem is people didn't know where they were going. They didn't have purpose. They didn't have a mission. They didn't have a vision, right? So he didn't know what to do. And at the time, um, it, for a period of time from from 1980 to 1990, they went through ten CEOs. That's 10 CEOs, so one per year. They lost 10 CEOs. Um, they filed for bankruptcy, I think it was three times. And at, the, at, the, at that point, this guy came in. And what he did was, he said, I, I, we need to change the culture. So what he decided to do is he said, I want to make sure that people feel appreciated. The things that happen that people don't understand is that if if the if the employee is not happy in turn that affects the business which in turn affects the customer and we all know what happens when stuff rolls downhill it hits flat at the bottom right mm. and so what tends to happen is it it was affecting the bottom dollar because if you have unhappy employees which in turn leads to unhappy managers, which in turn leads to unhappy customers. Mm-hmm. And then what tends to happen is you were you, you had an influx of, they had the, 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 the highest rate on takeoffs, the, the delays on takeoffs. So they were averaging about two hour delays on takeoffs. Wow. And what, what was happening is it was costing this, this business a lot of money. You know, and, and if you guys ever, you know, traveled, you know that if you miss a flight, sometimes you have to, you know, get on another plane you maybe have to get um, a hotel there's all these other things well people don't realize how much that costs the airline so what he did is he he started to get strategic and he said okay here's what i want to do i want to motivate these guys but i can't motivate them based on a intangible goal i can't say we need to be the best i need to focus from inside out I need to give them something that is actionable. Mm. So what he said is, okay, what we need to do is I want us to be in the top five when it comes to to takeoffs. I want to be in the top fives. For every month that we're in the top five in airline takeoffs, everybody will get a $65 paycheck. Now, at the time, the company had 40,000 employees. 
That's 40,000 employees. So it was going to cost them about $2.5 million to, to do this. But he saw that there was a high return on his investment. He decided that $2.5 million, um, $2 was better than the $5 million that it was costing him in delayed takeoffs, mm-hmm. in reimbursing flights, in paying for hotels, and these different things. So you have to think outside the box. What he did when he told everybody he was going to give them $65, um, $65, now it sounds insurmountable, but $65 is, is, is a big deal. So what he did is he took the $65 and he said, here is the key. For every, every month that we hit our mark, everybody gets $65. For every month that we don't, nobody gets it. So the top brass didn't get it. The bottom people didn't. Nobody got it. And what he did is he changed the culture. And then what he said is, I'm not going to say, like, say, for example, you got a paycheck. He also said one of the caveats was he wasn't going to take the paycheck and add this to the paycheck. He was going to send them a separate personal check stating, thank you for making us one of the best. Mm -hmm. That, my friends, is vision. Mm -hmm. He turned it around by investing in his people, Mm -hmm. giving them incentives Mm -hmm. and telling them, thank you for making us one of the best. Mm -hmm. That's how you that's how you become a leader with vision. Yeah. And so visionless leaders do the exact opposite of that. They there's no incentives, there's no direction. Like he gave them a direction. This is where we want to be. We want to get back to the top. We yep. want to get back in the in the top 5, top 10 or you know whatever, you Absolutely. know whatever they wanted to be. Yeah. So they had a direction. We're not just coming to work just to to come to work and to do this every day. We have a goal. We have a direction. Absolutely. We have a purpose. And visionless leaders also lack passion. Mm. You know, you can tell when somebody is passionate about something. You can tell when somebody isn't passionate about something. <laughs> when somebody isn't passionate about something, it's usually very dry. Mm-hmm. It's usually very <laughs> dull. Just you know what I mean? Like right? mediocre. You're yeah. not. You're not interested. It's just. It's kind of blah. Meh. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things where you can tell. And a lot of times when you are working with someone that or working in an organization where there is a visionless leader, sometimes you may have to rely on your own vision, your mm. own purpose in order to create <laughs> yep. that positive environment, right? Absolutely. Because if there if that environment is visionless, it's going to be it's going to be hard to work in that environment. It's going to be hard to get the the motivation to get up and go in that type of environment every single day. So you have to rely on your own vision. What's my purpose? Why am I getting up here mm-hmm. and doing this? And so you create, in turn, you create that that type of environment for yourself. Yes. So it's not hopeless if you're working in an environment with a visionless leader, but you create that own kind of environment for Absolutely. yourself. So, so the first type of leader we talked about was visionless. Mm-hmm. All right. And the and next so, top, are you, are you, you have anything else with that one? Yeah. No. Okay. No. So the next type of leader, because we want to definitely well, talk actually, about how. I actually, to, I do. Um, Let's let's talk about you know how to help them. Let's how to help visionless leaders. Well, the topics for helping them is going to go okay cover yeah, for yeah, both of them. Yeah, okay, so we'll talk about the okay. the kind of leaders first, and yeah. then we'll go into how to deal Perfect. with both. So of them. we'll talk about another leader right now. Yep. So the next leader is an incompetent leader. So okay. that's basically somebody that does not know this job, but they're over you. 
Have you ever worked with somebody like that? Like they're over you, but they know absolutely nothing about the job. And the only example that I have for this, <laughs> because like we said, we're all leaders. So in my home, I am one of the leaders, right? I, I, I'm a parent. We have three kids. I'm a parent. So our boys have to cut the grass. Chris has shown them how to cut the grass, how to edge the grass. And Chris, he enjoys grass. He uses that as an example quite often. And so he knows how to take care of grass. So me telling our boys, hey, you know, I'm reminding them, you have to cut the grass and this is what I want you to do. Sometimes they're looking at me like, mom, you, you don't know how to cut grass or how to take, I mean, I know how to cut grass. You know what I mean? I, I get out there. I like keeping my yard tidy. But yes, my knowledge about that area is very minimum. So the people under me are looking at me like, well, you know, you're trying to tell me how to do this and you don't know that much about this area. Whereas if Chris come out there and say, hey, you're not doing this right. This is what you need to do. This is how you fix it. This is what I want you to do. This is what I've taught you. They're looking like, OK, yes, sir. Yes, sir. As in. You know, when I'm telling them, I'm trying to explain to them, they're like, mom, that's not how dad showed us how to do it. Or, you know, this is how, you know, respectfully, mom, yeah. you, this is how you start the lawnmower. Not like that. You don't plug it in. There's no plug to go. You know what I mean? That type of stuff where I'm giving them um, solutions and trying to give them advice about something that I know nothing about. So that's kind of what it's like. We're working with an incompetent leader. Absolutely. People want to follow um, somebody that's ha that has proven results. And, you know, with with the grass example, you know, because Sharita isn't out there cutting the grass, that's not something I'm going to, you know, set her out there to do. They don't think that she's as she's capable of doing that because mm -hmm. she, they don't see her doing it. Mm -hmm. um, another great example of this is um, is is um, changing jobs. Right. Every time you go to a job, you have to reestablish yourself with incompetent leaders. Mm -hmm. They try to come in and show off. They try to come in and prove that that they got the position for a reason. Mm -hmm. When you are a leader with vision, when you are a leader that is competent, you have to prove yourself to no one. What you do is you actually come in and you humble yourself. Listen, every time I come into an organization and I learned this from my mentor, I come in. And I ask everybody, what do you know that I need to know? Mm -hmm. Teach me how we do things here. Mm -hmm. Show me how it should be done. I learn, I grow, and then I ask for permission. Is it okay if we try this? Mm -hmm. Now, although I come in with proven results, mm -hmm. it's, it's not about me coming in and trying to to dominate or try to control the space. It's about coming in and getting buy-in. When people buy into the vision, they buy into the leader. Mm, so if you come in and you position yourself in a position of humility, you come in hungry to learn from the team, you want to identify their strengths, you want to learn from them, and you say, help me be the best leader that I can be for you. Come in humble and ask everybody for their opinion because there are certain people that you may run into when you come into a new position, a new organization that have influence. Yeah. And you're going to need to tap into their influence yeah. because you are new. Yep. So if I move to 
you know, Texas tomorrow, I have to reestablish myself. I have to find somebody that has influence and then leverage their influence to, you know, put me in a position where people can kind of say, you know what? He is a good leader. So come in humble. Remember, it's not about you. Yes. And, you know, dealing with an incompetent leader, most oftentimes incompetent leaders stay the same. They're mm. not going to try to learn, especially from anybody else, yes. especially for people from people under them. And they're going to it's just going to remain the same. Uh, Samuel Johnson has a quote that I really like, and it says advice is seldom welcome. Overall, advice <laughs> is just seldom welcome. And those who need it most like it the least. Mm. So the people that most oftentimes need advice don't want it. Most of us don't want to take somebody else's advice. But those of us out there that need it the most mm. don't really want it. Yeah. And those are those incompetent leaders. They don't want your advice. They don't want to hear what other people have to say, even if it helps them, even if it makes them better. And that's a whole separate yeah. deep issue that they need to, you know, deal with and be teachable. But that's what happens when we deal with incompetent leaders. And, and you know, they'll often say things like, you know, um, it doesn't take all of that. You know, I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you to tell me what to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think about, you know, sometimes the, the people that are in those positions that are that are struggling, right, with competence, right? It's a it's a it's almost like the litter of the run, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like that, 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 you know, big people complex, right? Mm-hmm. It's the smallest person in the group and they think they're the biggest ones, right? You don't have to prove anything to anybody. That's all ego. Mm-hmm. That was what we talked about last week, yeah. ego, right? You got to let go of your ego and come in and be humble mm-hmm. because when you come in, if you're competent, mm-hmm. people will realize it yes. right away. Yep. You don't have when to you're incompetent, you're trying to prove your worth. You're trying to show your value. You're trying to come in, show up, and show out, mm-hmm. and that is not going to get you nowhere fast. Yes, yes, absolutely. So the last thing that we want, last point that we want to make about incompetent leaders, we're already at 20 minutes, so we yeah. can take and go into yeah, the, yeah, um, absolutely. the solution to dealing with. Them, don't be reminding them of the time. <laughs> the, the solution to dealing <laughs> with, um, you know, ineffective leaders. But an incompetent leader, they put a lid on the organization. Mm. So their capability, the max that they know, their knowledge, their uh, skill set, that's the maximum level that that organization is going to get to. Because just like we said, they don't want people trying to go above them or ahead of them or on top of them. So the max that that organization is going to go is at the lid, the maximum that that leader can go. And if they're incompetent, they're the lid on the organization. And that's sad. And, and if you if you if you missed it, I, I encourage you to go back to the beginning when we talked about the continental example, because that was a perfect example of an incompetent leader. He had all the right tools, all the right things, mm-hmm. but he failed to guide his organization because he lacked not only did he lack vision, but he was incompetent. He felt like anybody that came around, like I, I left out a little bit of details, but he felt like anybody that came around and, and that mm-hmm. wanted to rise, he wanted to snuff out their shine. He wanted to stop them from going anywhere because it was his show. Yeah. Listen, great leaders, all they do is elevate. 
They take people, they help them grow, and then they let them go. Mm -hmm. Let me repeat that for you. Yeah, repeat that. Good leaders take people, they help them grow, and then they let them go. Absolutely. My job is not to hold any leader back. Mm -hmm. We are called to equip leaders and then put them out in the world so that they can dominate their space. Absolutely. And I just love that. It just reminds me because Christian and I have a heart to see people operating in their gifts, walking in their purpose. So what that means is that whatever we're doing in our business, we're going, we want to help you in your business because mm-hmm. guess what? We're going to need your gift. We're going to... You, we're going to need somebody else's gift and in turn it's going to help their business and help our business we're going to all we're going to all help each other and that's what it's about and in some organizations that's not what it is they mm. want people to work for them for the rest <laughs> of their lives and yep. that's not what we're called to do i want to see you i want to see you excel i want prosper. to see you elevate mm. i want to see you prosper and most importantly i want to see you walking in your purpose yes, yes. you have to now this next part that we're going to talk about is the solutions to dealing with all these different type of leaders. And this is the most important part because there's so many other leaders. On Wednesday or Thursday, we're going to talk about more ineffective leaders. And we're also going to get into more solutions on how to deal with those ineffective leaders. So some of the we're going to hit some of the solutions now. But one thing that I want you to keep in mind as we go over this is that it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you have to have an open mind. Um, I like Jim Rohn. He says that we change and we're motivated either by inspiration or desperation. Mm. Tony Robbins, I like to, he likes to use the analogy of pain or pleasure. And oftentimes we don't try to work hard to fix a situation <laughs> or do anything about something until it, we're inspired by it or until there's pain from it. And I'd rather be inspired by something than to have to deal with pain. I'd rather be inspired by, okay, how can I work with difficult people? How can I work with ineffective leaders? Let me grow. Let me learn about that. And it's not for everybody. Some situations you may work with people and in a situation where you have to remove yourself. There's just no, no way around it. And you have to discover whether or not, okay, is it worth me putting in my time and energy or do I just need to remove myself? It's not (laughs) worth any of it. This is a very toxic environment and I need to move myself, remove myself. Now, the stuff that me and Christian are going to give you as solutions is not removing yourself. It's going to be what you need to do in order to help improve that environment. And I, and I tell you, that's not always the best solution for us. I remember I'll share something with you. I remember when our oldest son, Deontay was in the fourth grade and he had a teacher that was doing little stuff that was that, that, that I had a problem with. You know what I mean? As a mom, as a mama bear, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to sit down with her and figure out like, okay, what? Because she's a leader in the classroom. There's children in the classroom. She's the leader there. So I, I, I scheduled an appointment to sit down and to talk to her about something that she said and did to our son. And so when I questioned her, she automatically got on the defense. And from that point on, everything was just kind of downhill. She just went completely left with the whole situation. So in turn, after talking with the principal, after having multiple meetings with her, I had to remove my son from that classroom. And that is not our solution for everything. If our kids are dealing with a difficult situation, which they've dealt with difficult teachers, difficult coaches, 
We want to teach them how to work through a situation, not just remove them from the situation. We want to teach them how to work through the situation. So oftentimes we let them stay there and we just teach them tools and teach them things on how to work through that situation. But in this situation, I had to remove him from that classroom. So the first step for dealing with a um, a first solution for dealing with an, an effective leader is developing a relationship mm. with them. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so you you have to develop a relationship. We we say this a lot because it it's it's a key factor in every situation you go into. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my biggest pet peeves, one of my biggest pet peeves is if we're in the hallway and you say, "Hey, how you doing today?" And I try to respond and you just keep going. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you ever do that to me, I will chase you down to because you. I'm going to let you know how I'm doing. <laughs> right. I'm going to tell you how I'm doing. Mm. Right. And this is why in society nowadays, we are so worried about what's next. Moving too fast that we're forgetting to appreciate the little things and understanding how the little things can change somebody's life. Me asking Sharita, if I don't know Sharita and I ask Sharita how she's doing today, in the matter of a minute or two, I can tell if she's going through something, even if I don't know her. I can tell if she's going through something because we've been given this innate ability to sense when something is wrong. Mm -hmm. So take the time. In your day-to-day just routine, make it a habit to ask people, how are you doing today? And sincerely and genuinely care to hear their response. Mm -hmm. In doing that, people will walk away and say, wow, he cared. Wow, he listened. The reason why a lot of leaders struggle is because they want the path of least resistance. All right. I don't have enough room, but I'm going to show you guys this. So this is the path of least resistance right here. Straight. Narrow, right? This is where we grow. Where you stop, you interact, you connect, you talk. You move, you find somebody else, you connect, you talk, you move. That's growth. Listen, if you go down the path of least resistance and you walk down the hallway and you walk like this, listen, nobody's going to ever want to talk to you. But I promise you this, as much as people make fun of me at work, like you try to talk to everybody, you talk to everybody. People come to me. And they will tell me that something is wrong because they know that they can talk to me. People will come to me and tell me about their weekend. And I love it because I get to I, I, I can tell that I've been able to connect with them. You got to build relationships. That feeling that you're that you that you that you long for. There's two things that we, we were created to do. One is worship. And then two is have a relationship with God, right? So what he did is he created 
other human beings for us to have a relationship with, to fellowship with them. Mm -hmm. So you need to have a relationship with people. Don't get stuck in, I don't have time to talk. I don't have time to listen, right? Build a relationship. But sometimes, you know, if you're dealing with somebody that is an ineffective leader, yeah. that's hard to do. Like it is. I know, and because I know for me it personally, is. like if I'm if I have dealt with someone that's ineffective or just bad morals or values, the first thing I want to do, I I don't want to have nothing to do with you. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I don't want to spend time with you. Yeah. I don't want that energy, you know, around me. I don't, you know, I it, it's it's easy to just say, hey. I'm just going to completely disconnect from that person. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to try <laughs> any kind of, you know, connection with mm -hmm. them at all. And the struggle with that is, is if you work with them, that's going to make your workplace, your work environment very difficult. It's going to be hard to work with them and to, to, to walk past them mm -hmm. or be around them or communicate and deal and interact with them if you have to do, you know, things with them in your organization. So it's important. That's why that's the first step. It's important to do your best to try to build a relationship with that ineffective leader, yeah. no matter if it's a visionless or an incompetent leader. Absolutely. So, you know, you said something and I think it's important that we kind of touch on that a little bit. So you may work with somebody that's, that's that type of leader, that Maybe they, you know, you, you feel like I cannot have a relationship with this person. I'll give you two quick keys to establishing common ground with people. One, identify something you have in common. People love to talk about themselves. <laughs> Listen, people yeah, will true. sit and talk to themselves in the mirror if, if you let them. If nobody else will listen. If nobody else will listen. <laughs> so people love to talk about themselves. So here's what you want to do. You're having a conversation. This is somebody that, that I don't agree with. And I'm like, hey, how was your weekend? Well, because this is a leader, at first they might be hesitant, resistant, and not say anything. Hey, I noticed the Bears was playing. Did you catch the game? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, oh man, you watch the Bears? I don't like the Bears, but I know football is something that you love. Mm -hmm. Now, I've built a commonality. I've built a segue. Mm -hmm. Oh, who did you watch the game with? And all of a sudden, now they're opening up and they're telling you about their family. Mm -hmm. They got kids. Oh, you got a 16-year-old? Tell me about that. I got a 15-year-old. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, are they trying to drive right now? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Now, something just happened. We've built a relationship without even trying. Now, the next time they see you, they're like, hey, how's Deontay? Another thing you can do. I, I heard this story and it was, it was really awesome. Your name is one of the most important things in this lifetime. There will be many... People, there will be many police officers, there will be many doctors, there will be many surgeons, there will be many teachers, there will be many pastors or preachers. But there will be only one of your kind. One of your kind. One Sharita Martinez, one Christian Martinez, one Jessica Ventura, one Julia Pate. Just one. It's important that you remember people's names. And there's a few ways to do this. Identify a feature with them so that you can remember their name. 
The next time you have an encounter with them and you're able to remember their name, they're going to be like, he remembered me. She remembered me. And you uh, that's another key to building that solid relationship. Okay. And then the, the only other thing is just that, you know, building that relationship with them mm-hmm. kind of puts you guys on the same team. Yep. So, you know, if you're working with someone, it, you don't want to feel like you're on two different teams. Nope. Like if we're trying to go in the same direction, accomplish the same task or goal, it's important that we both feel and we're working together yes. and we're trying to, um, you know, understand one another and understand yeah. that we're both on the same team. Yes. You know, I'm committed to the that, team. Yeah. You're committed to the team. We're here to get the job done. And that's the bottom line. So the next point is just appreciating mm-hmm. their strengths. Absolutely. Everybody has strengths. You know what I mean? It may be hard to find when you're dealing with a difficult or ineffective (laughs) leader. You may have to really put some work into finding out, okay, what's something that they're good at? No matter what it is, no matter how small it is, find something that they're good at, okay? And appreciate that strength. It may not even necessarily be something that you value. Yeah. However. You're good at bringing in donuts. (laughs) Hey. Highlight it. Yeah. I value it. I appreciate you bringing in donuts. You do an excellent job keeping the morale high up in here. Yeah. But if it's something that you don't value, (laughs) like for me, like I don't like sales. I don't like people trying to sell to me. I'm not that good at selling. So if that's their strength, it may not be something that I value, but that's okay. I need to take whatever it is that they're good at and appreciate it and understand that you know what it's beneficial to the organization because if i'm working in an organization where we're selling something guess what that skill that strength is beneficial to us accomplishing our goal for us you know doing the mission every single day and it's also important that we leverage that strength so if they're good at one thing but not good at something else we have to leverage maybe we can complement them by you know being good at the administrative aspect, you yep. know what I mean? If they're good at sales, I'll be good at all the admin stuff. I'll be, you know, good at um, organizing or teaching yep. or something like that. So just leveraging their strength as well, finding what they're good at because they're the leader of the organization. And oftentimes there's absolutely nothing we can do about that. Absolutely. So what do we do? Oftentimes when it comes to building a relationship with People that you may not necessarily want to build a relationship with, but you have to. It's important to remember that it's not for them. Mm -hmm. Building this relationship is more for me. I'm doing this for me. It's similar to forgiveness. When you forgive somebody, you're not forgiving them for them. You're not forgiving them so that they can feel better about themselves and they can feel like, oh my goodness, they forgave me. I can get this burden, you know what I mean, off my chest. No, I'm forgiving you for me so that I can have peace of mind and I can move forward in my life and not be holding on to something that happened in the past. I can move forward for me so that I can come to work at peace every day. So I'm building this relationship with you. We don't have to be best friends. We don't have to hang out on the weekends, but at work, I want to establish a good, solid working relationship Mm -hmm. and sometimes that takes a little bit of work sometimes it's a little bit outside of my comfort zone sometimes it's not my preference because i'd rather not deal with you because (laughs) you don't have good morals or good values or you're just not a good leader however it's important that we do this it's important that i add value to you it is extremely important and it does something for you I wanted to quit certain things. And when I had the perspective of, you know what, let me go in here and let me just add value to people. Let me go in here and let me, you know, have my own vision. Let me rely on my Mm -hmm. own vision, my own purpose. 
it helped me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can still rock this out. Nobody's changed. Mm-hmm. But I did. My perspective changed. What I went in and did versus what I wanted to do, which was, you know what, walk away. And I've done that in situations and it didn't help me. I end up running into some of the same kind of people. And I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I want to learn how to add value to people. I want to learn how to work through that situation. Kind of like we tell our kids. I'm not going to remove you from this situation. I want to show you and have you learn how to work through it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the important things that, that we you know talk about here is we talked about it a few days ago um, and maybe two weeks ago, but put a 10 on their head. Listen, if you are able to look past thyself, right? We, we sometimes look for the worst in people. I've had, and this is just me completely being transparent with you. I've had people send me text messages and I'm like, I can't believe this. And I'll show it to Sharita and she was like, you know, look, look for the best. <laughs> and so I turn around and then I'll like, you know what? Look for the best. And then I will respond in love. I'll respond in a really nice way. And it, it almost changes the conversation. It almost was like they were going to go a different route. But because I did that, yeah. it changed. And she, we've done the same for each other. She's brought me something. I'm like, you know, put them in a position where you make them look good. For example, you know, hey, you know, um, the person says this and you're like, I love the fact that you're always thinking of the team. Would you like to consider this? You know, I, I felt like this is where you were going with this. All of a sudden, you they get them. They yeah. go in that direction because they're like, I wasn't thinking about that, but that's a good idea. That makes me look good. That makes me look good. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Right? That's what you want to do. And that's just adding value Absolutely. to Absolutely. You want to add value. And you, you can do that without even, you know, making a big deal about it. Not <laughs> yep. making it obvious. Doing it helpful. Well, what did you, you said this yesterday, you know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, we give people what they want, yep. but also what they need yep. kind of at the same time. Absolutely. You know, they ask for one thing, but you give them something else. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, give them what they need. So I was sharing with Jalen, you know, like, you know, a lot of people, we had just talked about like, you know, not manipulating people, right? Not manipulating people. But if you learn to inspire people by giving them what they want, just like the incentive, Right. He gave them more money. They wanted more money. He gave them that. But he also gave them what they needed. They needed inspiration. They needed motivation and they needed vision. Every time we take off on time for the month and we're number five, guess what? You get. Every time you read a book, you get. You know, I challenge my children, if you finish a book and you can tell me what the book is about, give me an overview of the book. I will pay you for the cover of the book because there's two things that happen. One, I encourage them to read. They start to learn to love to read something that I had really struggled with growing up. And then two, they get to become a better leader along the way. So I give them what they want, but I also give them what they need. What they need at the same time. Awesome. Yeah. So if you, um, you know, if you're working for somebody that is uh, an ineffective leader, these are just a few ways we're going to talk about some more on Thursday, I believe, and some different kinds of ineffective leaders. But if you work for a visionless or incompetent leader, it's important that you build relationships. It's important that you appreciate their strengths and also um, leverage their strengths 
as well and just overall add value to them. But if you are a leader, please make sure that you don't fall in this category. Make sure that you have a vision for your people to follow, a direction for your people to go in, a purpose. Make sure that you are competent and not incompetent. And that doesn't mean you have to be an expert in every single area in the organization, but at least have some kind of general knowledge. Make sure that you're growing. Make sure that you're learning. If you are inspiring to be a leader or a great leader and you're not reading or studying or you know, learning about leadership, then that's going to be hard to do. You may fall short in that area. So I encourage you to make sure that whatever it is that you're inspiring to do, that you're trying to gain some knowledge in that area and learning in that area, reading books, listening to audios, attending seminars, doing something in that area. If that's your area of expertise, if that's your purpose, if that's your goal, if that's what you're working towards, if wherever you're working, Learn in that area so that you can be great at it. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. I, that is my, <laughs> my, my absolute quote for the favorite. year. <laughs> that's my quote for the rest of the year, probably going into the next year. Cause that's the only way you're going to help anybody else. That's the only way you're going to help your organization. That's the only way you're going to help your family. That's the only way you're going to help your friends. That's the only way you're going to help anybody else around you is by growing yourself. Um, you know, I just I'm I'm very inspired, and I wanna I wanna challenge everybody on this live. Um, you know, if you Sharita has grown tremendously over the last couple of months, and 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 I have grown tremendously, but it's so encouraging to see to see somebody walk in their purpose, to 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 be inspired and and encouraged by somebody just passionate about what they're doing. And that's what we want for you. If you're on this live, if you're watching the replay, listen, we are creating amazing things for, for everybody that's on our lives. Last week, we did an amazing mastermind. It was a three-hour workshop, phenomenal. Amazing, amazing. We're gonna be giving out some free tools for you guys. We're creating some amazing free tools. So whether you wanna write a book whether you want to build your relationship, whether you want to become a better leader, whether you want to start a business, I'm going to be giving out some amazing content for you guys. Free. That's right. Free. The only thing is, everybody always asks, what's the catch? The one catch is you have to take action. You have to apply it and you have to put in the work. There's three things you need to be successful. You need mindset skill set and tool set we're giving you the mindset right now i'm preparing the tools for you you and you already are equipped with the skill set skill set mindset tool set all right so be on the lookout we're going to be giving out some amazing free content for you guys because we want to invest in you guys we want to let you know that we are in this together we're going to help you get better because as we get better we want to help those that are with us on this journey get better and it's not about anything other than helping build each other up. We've been called for better. So let's do better. Let's be better. You got anything else you want to say? Nope. Continue All right. to dominate your space. Yes. And walk in your purpose. Go out and dominate your space. 
Thank you for listening to Leadership Legacy Radio with your host, Chris Martinez. We appreciate you tuning into our show today and checking out our podcast. Make sure you subscribe. To find more information out about us, check us out on Facebook. That's Facebook forward slash Leadership Legacy. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leadership Legacy. Also in the description of this podcast, we're putting a free gift for our listeners. You'll get our Never Give Up ebook. That's 70 tips to help you be persistent. Keep going. Never give up on your goals or on your dreams. Now remember, go out and dominate your space. This is the Leadership Legacy Radio. Now let's go.